Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angsted, media member at MavsFanatic.com. And I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? So, Nick, do you want to hear something? Do you want to hear a funny story? Making fun of myself. Only if you want to hear my story making fun of myself. <laughs> okay, so so this this is a bad journalism story on my part. <laughs> mine, mine is too. So, you know, there's been some names leaking out about <clears throat> about who's going to play in Dallas's summer league teams. Orlando, Vegas, and that's the two they're playing in, obviously. And So I saw some names. I wrote a story about a guy that played in New Zealand. Uh, I guess a couple weeks ago it came out that he was getting invited to a free agent minicamp. I saw the where Dallas, you know, Dallas liked him. They're going to bring him on for the summer league. So I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, you know, congrats on the summer league." We kind of messaged back and forth a little bit, and I just said, "Congrats on the summer league." That was it. And I was like, "Hey, what's your thoughts?" And we kind of went back and forth. He told me you know, how much he is excited. It's Corey Webster. We don't really know him over here, obviously, but he played for uh, the Pelicans in the preseason, 2015. So anyway, the bad the, the bad journalism part on my side, we never talked about which summer league. So when I saw the when I saw the news of him coming over, I was like, I just assumed it was Orlando because Orlando's coming up, blah blah. blah. I wrote the story. You know, in the world of journalism, you know, we communicate with the players. No, no I wouldn't say a, t- a lot, but we do a lot during the season. And there's a couple players I talked to, you know, whether it's DM on Twitter or whatever it is outside the season yeah. and you know you have a casual conversations right. and then there's times to where you say and i ask them hey can i put that on the record can i report that and i make that very clear whenever i'm talking with players and so i asked him i said hey can i report what you, you you just told me can that be on the record he's like yes yeah, of course so i wrote a story and everything published a story today he <laughs> he writes me he messages me and says hey bro um i you know appreciate the story but i think i'm playing in vegas not orlando <laughs> I was like, dang it, bad journalism on my part. And it, it was just so funny. So I messaged him. I was like, okay, my bad. And he was like, well, my agent's telling me Vegas, but I'm not 100% sure. And I'm like, bro, you're in New Zealand, man. Like, you should, you, I hope you know, like, Orlando's this coming weekend. <laughs> like, but uh, no, it was just. Oh, my gosh, it it's coming up so fast. I feel like we, we do, I feel like not, we do a lot of things. Like, you can, you do all these things, like, right. And then when you do something wrong, you're like, dang it. You yeah, feel you so like stupid. you try so hard, and we're still like, you know, figuring this all out. So then <laughs> you do something yeah. like that. It's, oh man, mine's definitely more embarrassing than yours. Um, so we're at we're at Dirk's Hero Celebrity Baseball Game, which the the name is so weird. Like it's weird to type. It's weird to say. Like you call it the Dirk's Baseball Game instead of like the full name, Dirk's Hero Celebrity Baseball Game. Like just it's weird to say. But yeah. so we're at the training camp, which is just like batting practice the day before. 
and it is the hottest it's ever been. <laughs> it was so hot. We were all sweating. Uh, yeah. And we were just, you just kind of walk around the, you know, the, the field over there in front of the, uh, what ended up being the White Sox uh, dugout. And we're walking around and just, you know, players are coming in and out. There's different guys coming in. I mean, Darren McFadden was walking around. Seth Curry came in. Uh, Jared Utoff was walking around. You know, Dirk eventually came in. And uh, one guy walked through and, the, and all the media just, you know, formed a scrum around him. And if you guys have ever listened to me on the Seeing Stars podcast, you know that there's a joke they always say that, uh, well, I know, Nick, you're not much of a baseball guy, but... And, and they'll like they literally say that every single pod that I'm not a baseball guy and I really am not. Uh, I went to a lot of Reds games growing up because I grew up in Cincinnati. I've been to a bunch of Rangers games, but I'm just not you know super into into baseball. It's too slow and there's just too many stats and all this stuff. And so they're gathered around this guy, and I'm just like, who is that? And they're like, and uh, you and uh, you were like, that's Michael Young. And I was like, that is not Michael Young. <laughs> and I googled him and it was Michael Young and I for some reason was under the impression that Michael Young was black for like my entire time that I've lived here. I just had never run into him in any capacity where I had to find out what his race was or see him in person or like actually google him or look at like I had never encountered that situation. So today I learned the the race of probably the most, you know, famous ranger player ever, the best ranger ever. Hey, I didn't know if you knew this or not. Nolan Ryan, he's white too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, I've come uh, in contact with him for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just, I was standing there and I was like, ah, oh, I cannot believe that I didn't know that. But I just, <laughs> what about Mike Madonna? What is, <laughs> what, what is he? Oh man. So that was a Sotnam shame on my part for sure. That was, that was bad. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to get into today is there's so much news floating around. Like, there's just so much going on right now. And so we're going to get to, we're going to talk about all the news, but we will go in depth on it on tomorrow's podcast. We've got to kind of spread these out until the free agency period really starts revving up. So we'll talk about all the news. Dennis Smith's press conference, we were both there, which was the same day as Dirk's training camp that we talked about that we were all sweating profusely at. And they were probably about four, they were like four hours difference like there's three hours i think between the two yeah and yeah. uh and from the training camp to the press conference everyone was wearing different clothes <laughs> everyone we sweated so hard we had everybody went home and changed it was yeah. really funny so we'll talk about that we were both there uh and then dirk's heroes game we will talk about that and then let's just do this right now Deshaun stevenson hit a game winner today in the big three league we uh we posted the video on massfanatic.com so go check that out if you want to go see Deshaun Stevenson freak out and throw up the three goggles and oh it was awesome. Just in only the way that Deshaun Stevenson could do. So they uh it's three on three, it's half court. And so you have to bring the ball back behind the you know the three point line like you normally do. And so, you know, the the other team throws up a throws up a, a shot and they miss. Catino Mobley goes after it and he dives after the ball. Catino Mobley's on Deshaun Stevenson's team. So Catino Mobley dives after the ball and misses it and then then uh then Xavier Silas picks up the ball and throws up a three, you know, just like a a fading to his right three from the corner. And he 
rims off. Catino Mobley gets that rebound, and then he he you know he walks around, goes off of a pick, and he passes it over to Deshaun Stevenson on the right wing, all by himself, no one there, throws it up and goes in. You have to win by two, and they won. It was 59-58, and they were up, and they won by two, and it was awesome. I mean, just the crowd goes nuts. Deshaun Stevenson says running around. The video that we, we have on Mass Fanatic is uh, one of his friends was on the sideline and just like films him the entire time and like freaks out and follows him while he celebrates. It's really good. So go check that out. Oh my gosh. It was the best. And then he turned around and said, how's my dirt taste? (laughs) No, he didn't, he didn't do that, but you did just get the play by play of the big three tournament from Nick. There you go. That's just from, from me watching the video. There's two different angles on there that we also posted. So yeah, that was awesome. And it's just a throwback to, and sometimes you look at these guys and I, this is what it's going to be like. And the big three, I think plays, so if you listen to this on Monday, it plays tonight on FS1. So you can check that out. Uh, it's going to be on FS1. And uh, the tape delay is not great because, like, we already know that Deshaun Stevenson's team power wins because <laughs> he hit the game winner. Uh, and we know Allen Iverson didn't have a great game. And uh, there's all this stuff about Allen Iverson in the press conference, like, saying that he's not going to play very much, which is really disappointing. Like, that was a big thing that I was looking forward to. But just a lot of these guys look like they can still play. <laughs> you know, they can play, like – you know, once a week or so, they just can't play the 82 game schedule. So I think, I think ice ice cubes got something here. I think he's got something. Oh yeah. I mean, it's here to stay. It's coming to Dallas in what July. Yeah. July 30th. It'll be in the AAC. I'm, I'm definitely going to be there whether I'm media credentialed or just as a fan, I'm I'm going, (laughs) we're going, we're going, we're going. I'll be in the upper deck if I have to. So, (laughs) all right. Upper deck. Sorry. My throat is doing weird things. All right, so this is the news that, that's going out right now. It became official that Jonathan Motley has uh, signed a two-way contract. It, a couple of people were saying that it was a two-year contract, and that's different. The two-way contract, I also reported on uh, on Mavs Fanatic. There's a, it's called the they're, Larry Kuhn, the uh, the salary cap guru that the NBA learns the salary cap from. Basically, like he studies it and he teaches it to teams and he teaches it to everybody. He's calling it the Yogi Ferrell rule, and uh, because. It's the 16th and 17th roster spot on a team where it had only been up to 15. There are some cases where you can have 16 players on a roster last year, but now it's it's official for everybody, 16 and 17. You have these two-way contracts where they can play some of their time in the NBA, some of their time in the D-League. They don't have to assign and recall and all that stuff, like just the going back and forth. There's a certain amount of days that they're allowed to spend up in, in the NBA. I think it's like 40 or something like that. They're allowed 45. To, 45 that they're allowed to spend in the NBA. So it's, it's, it's kind of complicated in the way that it works out. I'm not really sure how the cap is going to – it doesn't. It doesn't count against the cap, which Very is really cool. interesting. Unless, unless it reaches a point to where like he outplays Dwight Powell, and <laughs> they like shed Dwight Powell, and they're like, hey, we want to replace Dwight Powell with with Motley. Yeah, and I and think then they could bring him on, but it would come against the cap, and he would count a, a part of the fifteen. Yeah, and yeah, if that happens, then yes, if like he goes beyond the certain amount of days that you're allowed to spend in the NBA, it counts against your cap, but. And then it becomes not that type of player. Like you have to bring him on or whatever. So there's going to be a couple guys like this. Jonathan Motley is going to be one of them for the Mavericks. And then it looks like we have one more of those spots open because. And you know Dallas. If everybody comes back. It. Yeah, you know Dallas is going to use it. They have the one spot with that. You know, it's just basically a way. It's kind of like a farm system, kind of like a minor league yep, thing. They're building hey, that. We're, that are building that whole system. Ha- we're going to have rights to where no one else could steal him, and you throw him in the D League. And you know, developing and with Motley, I don't know if we, you know, we talked about talking about Motley, but like 
what a steal. I mean, if, if yeah. Mark, Mark Cuban said that, of course, everybody, everybody's saying it now with their, with their player that Dennis Smith was, <laughs> yeah. you know, what is the biggest steal of the draft, you know, this year. And, but man, Motley, I mean, Motley was 39th on draft expresses last big board seriously before the draft, you know, 39th, he was ahead of people like Tony Bradley, uh, Josh Hart, two guys that went, you know, in the first round and, you know, he dropped and yes, you say, Hey, why, why did he drop? And, you know, I said it's two things when, when we wrote about it yesterday is like, he's 22. It's, yeah. You know, for some people, you know, if they're coming out, some kids are 18, 19, he's 22. And, but the biggest thing is, you know, he tore his meniscus in April and, you know, meniscus is one of those things. It could be super light. It could be, you know, you never know if it's going to linger, but obviously Dallas did their homework on it in the game that he tore it. He actually played through it and put up like 18 and Jeez. like 10 or something. But yeah, I mean, he's from Baylor. What a, I mean, it's just a huge pickup. Word came out probably what Saturday. I think Dallas morning news was the first on it said that Dallas was trying to you know sign him. And we we're like, no, oh my gosh. Saturday was yesterday. That would have been like Friday or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Draft. So yeah. You know, day after the draft and days are because, flying together, man. <laughs> It is because we were dying, you know, we were two of the people and a lot of people were, we were just dying for Dallas to move back into the draft. Yeah. We yeah. wanted them to move, whether it's the first round or even getting back into the second round. And, you know, I asked Donnie about it that on draft night, say, Hey, are we done for the night? When he was talking about Dennis yeah. Smith and he said, Hey, we're, we're looking at it. We're trying. And, and that's our guy, you know, it's two, it's two days late, but this is who we move, you know, quote unquote, move back in for, for free. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to give up any assets so if I told you, Nick, you know, Dallas traded into the first round and gave up, you know, two second rounders or whatever to get yeah. Jonathan Motley, would you be excited? No, because then we have like no second rounders for the next forever, like the next five <laughs> years almost. Because yeah, they gave two a, away in the Noel deal. <laughs> but there's also, but I think there would be a lot of fans that would be excited too, of like, oh yeah, we moved in and we got Motley, yeah. like a guy. Making a move makes you know a team and a fan base excited no matter what. <laughs> so, you know, just but like brings buzz. So we we pretty much got him for free on that, and yeah, you know he, he's on the two way thing, so you kind of just develop him. He has some holes. I mean, you got to figure out. He played zone a lot at Baylor. You know, he's not used to. We know the NBA's all man to man for the most part, so he's got to figure that out. And I would say. I, I know I made this joke a while ago, but we were joking the other day if he's already better than Dwight Powell. And an NBA writer but, that is better than us also agreed with us. We won't we he, won't he, we won't out him on the on the show, but <laughs> we've talked about him before on the podcast and he was at the press conference. He openly brought that up to us. <laughs> yeah, he started. So you you mentioned his where he landed in mock drafts and I tweeted this out from Mavs Fanatic the other day. He was 42nd on Draft Express, 41 on the Ringer, 31 on Bleacher Reports mock draft. 31. That is like that's first almost a almost a first round pick. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> and then Draft.net, who had people everywhere, they had, had him at 52, but they had OG in the second round. They had, you know all this stuff. So. Ha ha ha. OG hey. didn't go second round anyway. But so yeah, we're excited about Jonathan Motley. He did not play with Pierre Jackson at Baylor though. Uh, they will get to play together with the Texas Legends if Pierre Jackson does come back. Um, but yeah, I thought that, that some I thought, sweet hair too. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a thing, like oh Pierre Jackson and Motley back together, but no, not to be. Other news that we will again get to tomorrow is Yogi Ferrell's team option was picked up. Uh, it's like a one point three. A couple of these guys have the exact same 
you know, level of deal level deals. It's, I think it's Yogi, Dorian Finney Smith, Bursino, uh, and I can't remember. I think there's one more guy that has like a one point three million dollar and it's like the exact same money. Uh, and they're all they're all either non guaranteed or options. So Yogi's was picked up. That was a no brainer, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. DeAndre Liggins was not picked up and <laughs> he was on the roster for the, the Dirk Heroes game. And uh, that that day, like Saturday, it did not get picked up, and so I was like, I was like, man, is he gonna show up? And nope, he did not. <laughs> so was not, was not there. Yeah, well, that would just be so awkward if he didn't like, like if I kicked you off the pod and then we, <laughs> then we what had. If, a, what if what if that news broke during the game though? And he's like round and third. And he's and there. Well, insane. no, Donnie, Donnie. Donnie's the third base coach for the for yeah, his no. team, and then he sends him around the base. By the way, you've been waived. Like, <laughs> we're not picking it up. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Uh, that so that happened. Dirk's team option was declined. Don't freak out. And uh, Nerlens said that Ner- Mark Stein reported that Nerlens is the priority for the Mavericks. That's pretty much going to be their free agent signing. But we'll talk about that. A- AKA, this is pretty much like news when. Somebody, somebody reported that Dallas made a call on Porzingis. I'm like, pretty sure every team in the league made a call about Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this is really news, but I'm gonna start. Bre- I want to start breaking news like that. Just what, fi- just five months later, and you just bring up the breaking. Clock. Dallas this- is in talks with Dirk to possibly <laughs> retire his number when he retires. It's you know, the like, same as like Dirk coming back th- this next coming season. Like that, we found that out probably I don't know in like November, December, and then it yeah. just became breaking news like in May, <laughs> and we were, we were all sitting there going, "Wait, we we knew this. This was not news. Why is this all yeah, of a sudden?" And like it's it's one thing of saying like Dirk, okay, if Dirk, you know, they decline Dirk's team option, that's news. I mean, it's, yeah, that's like, a- we we assume that we know what's going to happen, but that's at least something that you at least make note of. Something that we don't make note of, or for me, is Dallas plans to make Nerlens Noel their like top priority. What? Like, yeah, <laughs> is this news? <laughs> we know that. Like, everyone knows that. Like, we made the trade for him. I mean, it, and it's not even a. We can. I mean, we've been around the team this past weekend multiple times from the draft yeah. and you know different stuff. With every conversation that Nerlens is brought up in, it's not even like they're. I haven't even heard a conversation. Dirk was the first time that he even slightly said at the batting practice, you know, hopefully we can bring him back. So yeah, that's every so conversation true. from Donnie to Rick to like Twitter to Cuban. To ever, to, yeah, to Cuban. Everybody's just like, anytime they're talking about their core, it's like, oh, we got this, you know, we got this player in Nerlens. Like, it's, it's already just assumed that he's just a part of the core and team. So it's not a matter of, if Nerlens will be back, it's just how much will Nerlens be back for? That's the only. Gosh, question. I just really hope we don't eat our words on that. But yeah, that's just it's the way it's been. It's all in present tense and future. It's not in like past tense. It's never in like, you know, if we bring him back or if Nerlens and yeah, that's exact. It's exactly right. Uh, and then the other thing is that the Mavs aren't going after a free agent point guard. We've already sort of talked about that with the Drew Holiday thing. That we talked about it with our in our Dennis Smith like our draft night pod. That uh, that Donnie said that it kind of changes that drafting Dennis Smith changed their offseason priorities, and so that's another thing. So there you go. That's the news. We'll get to all that in detail tomorrow. Dennis Smith Jr.'s press conference. It was awesome. It, I just thought it was great. Yeah. You have the you know the front office trifecta on on the stage, and Dennis Smith Jr. He had him open up to questions. You had him say a couple things. He's just 
pretty short on his answers. Not as short as Lonzo Ball. Have you heard the Lonzo Ball press conference? No, I haven't. Lonzo answers questions in like one word sentence. Like, you know, in third grade when they're like, please answer this question in a complete sentence. And you're, <laughs> you're like, the answer to this question is four. <laughs> you know, you just, that's how you answer it. That's just sort of how he answers questions. It's like in one sentence, just really happy to be with the team. Well, I heard that. <laughs> I heard one time when he said he's more like his mom. And like maybe Lamelo or somebody's yeah. like his dad. I'm like, hmm, okay, makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're not like Levar. You so, you want to just throw quotes back and forth to each other? Yeah. About, well, one thing I want to want to gonna come up with after this, uh, I was following a lot of people on Twitter, and everyone's calling him Junior, and that was like a thing that he said was his nickname. Are we okay calling him Junior? Like, is that is that a thing? I guess we have no choice. I mean, he said so after his press conference, he went back. You know, the Mavericks obviously do their, you know, they do an awesome job with their PR and social media crew, all awesome people. And they, so they do their like exclusive interviews, different stuff. So they put him on Facebook live through the Mavericks Facebook account. And somebody had had wrote in, what's your, what's your nickname? And he had, he said, junior, you know, a lot of his friends call him junior. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's his nickname. So we'll see if that's what he wants. You know, after he starts playing, there might be something that, you know, comes out more, but I don't know. I mean, I think we're still going to call him Dennis or, you know, DSJ or it's going to take a little bit until we get to know him and actually, you know, shake his hand and stuff. Once training camp comes and say, Hey, what's up, bro? Like see, you know, how he is with that. So So let's do this. If you guys have an idea for Dennis Smith Jr.'s nickname, (coughs) comment in the iTunes review. So give us five stars, comment. Well, we, we will read the best ones on a podcast that we will do at a later date. We'll have a podcast where we, we make it a point to talk about different nicknames we can have for Dennis Smith Jr. We'll come up with a whole bunch of them. We'll come up with really bad ones just to get them has, out of our system. If it has slanging in it, and we're not using it. I will read it, but we will not use it. Like We won't decide. So that's, let's do that for a future podcast as we'll do uh, Dennis Smith Jr. nicknames. So go to iTunes if you haven't already. Rate us five stars. And then comment with a uh, Dennis Smith Jr. nickname idea. How about that? How Take about that, that for data. All right. The best quote. The best quote. Let's just start off with the best quote. Bro, don't get me started, man. You know, I like, I was excited about D- Dennis Smith Jr., but you know what took it to the next level <laughs> for me. He goes, this, who, this man, who, who asked him this question? This man, well, so it came... It was uh, oh, it's from the AP uh, Associated Press. I oh yeah, name. okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he asked him. He said, "Hey, what what experience do you have with Texas? Like, how much have you been in Texas, and what did you what did you know about the Dallas Mavericks?" No, before? those are two different questions. So the one he asked earlier, he said, "What is your experience in Texas?" And he's like, "I have been here." That was a great answer too. He said, "What's your experience in Texas?" He said, "I've been here like a total of six days." three different times so he, it was like and he said like it was for three three different tournaments yeah i didn't come to the city you know so and it was hot but this this is where it, been here three. this is where it's key is because it, it was together so he said that and then he on his own like he did not get asked about a <laughs> no. certain player or anything no. on his own he said and i know that i know that y'all beat lebron in the finals and i was i was rooting for y'all <laughs> i did not I want like, lebron to win Yes, that is what then, he said, and he wrapped it up with that on his own, saying, "Yeah, I, I didn't, did not want LeBron to win." I'm like, "Hang his jersey <laughs> in the Raptors right now, right now!" 
<laughs> like this guy just just escalated to the top of one of my favorite Mavs right now. So. LeBron was never brought up. We talked about we he kind of mentioned Derrick Rose that we'll mention later. He uh, we talked about Chris Paul. Like we talked about other people in the press conference, but LeBron's name had not come up at all to that point, and then he just drops it and that just you know kind of went viral on twitter and all this stuff oh it was great and it was oh that was a great quote it's funny later on uh a question was asked like who who are you looking forward to you know who are you looking forward to going against you know in the nba and before he can even answer it carlisle carlisle jumps in and says now be careful with (laughs) who you say here because we only play lebron twice a year And it was just kind of funny because Carlisle made a mental note that yeah, he he's already like, said oh, something geez. negative about LeBron. So <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, for Mavs fans, that just made him even more happy about him. So being in the room and uh, like seeing him in person for the first time, hearing him talk, like sort of interacting from a distance with him, uh, he came out a lot different than I expected. Maybe I just hadn't seen enough interviews with him or, you know, like been with him, like seen him in a non-basketball setting, but he just came off less, less, uh, he doesn't have a huge personality like I thought he would because yeah. even on the phone call, and we talked about this on the draft, the draft night pod is that he said, I'm just going to be Dennis Smith jr. And nobody can stop me from doing that. Like, you know, I'm just going to be Dennis Smith. Like he said it in the third person. And yeah. to me, that, to me, that is like a Muhammad Ali type personality where you're like super confident and want and, you know, and then the, the slang in, the slang and tweet comes out and it's like man this guy's gonna have this huge personality and he's not like that he's he's pretty quiet and reserved and maybe some definitely some of that will come out yeah like his personality will come out but he's not like a guy that's gonna say like a bunch of stuff and you know like you know come out and be super over the top and i think he's just i think he's kind of starstruck right now i mean he's he's 19 we think about what we were doing when we were 19 and it's like he's he's 19 he just went through a crazy, crappy season at NC State. Yeah. He gets drafted. In the moment he gets drafted, I mean, he's flying to Dallas, doing this press conference. He's sitting next he's to fly- Mark Cuban. Like, yeah, and he's, you know, fans are just going nuts about him. And is he going to be in the next face of the franchise? I mean, it's just like crazy goals already. And I thought, I thought one of it. So I, I came into the press conference in a lot of different settings. I come in with a handful of questions. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if presented, I want to ask these questions. And so one of the ones I wanted to ask him about was the rookie of the year. And I'm like, okay, beforehand I was thinking if he has that alpha personality, then I'm going to get a heck of an answer about this rookie definitely, of the year question. Definitely. So, so that, you know, I asked him, all I said was, I was like, Hey, is, is the rookie of the year award something reasonable, a reasonable goal for you this year? And, you know, he just kind of looked at me and, and without hesitation, he said, Hey, I believe so. And, yep. you know, I, I played against these guys in high school, the same group of guys and, he believes in his talent and it was, but it wasn't like cocky. It wasn't arrogant. wasn't anything like that. It was just calm, melon, you know, just like, Hey, yeah, I believe so. And like, I'm not being biased by this, but I think he has a real shot at it. Oh, he, he's the front runner for sure. I'm working on an article like this. He is, I think he is the front runner. Like we put out a poll on the Smokey Cuban Twitter yesterday and I, I put it out. I said, Hey, who's this biggest competition? And, you know, Fultz and Ball get their thing. Ben Simmons, that's a popular yeah. one. Uh, but and I think Fox is up there. I think Tatum and Jackson, they'll be okay. But I think other talent around them. And I think Fultz, it will be kind of for me. It's Ball and Fox. I think that's the two competitions for yeah, him. Definitely. Because I think I think in Philly, Fultz and Simmons and Embiid, like I just think they'll all kind of cancel each other out some. Well, Embiid's but, not going to be eligible. So, well, like as far as they'll can't like stat wise. 
Oh, like yeah. Embiid's a better you know teammate than you know maybe arguably all of these guys' teammates. You know, and Lonzo might have Paul George, and that could cancel him out too. Yeah, and that that that's true. And can Lonzo can Lonzo score enough for that? And so that that's that's the thing too. Because you look at I went back at the past couple. You know, this year it's going to be weird because it's going to be Brogdon or Sarge or whatever. But the two before that was was Towns and Wiggins. And when you look at these rookie of the year, <laughs> you know these rookie of the year winners. You know, two things that need to stick out, and it's a lot of minutes, and they need to have their scoring average pretty high. Yeah. And both of them average, like, over 35 minutes a game, and they both put up, like, 16, 17-plus points a game. That's something I think is totally reasonable with Dennis Smith. Like, he's going to get his shot this year in Dallas. He's going to – Carlo already said he's going to be the starter. He's going to get his minutes. And so I think – I don't know if he'll hover 35 minutes. I think he'll be around, like, 30 probably especially with JJ and Yogi and them, but I don't know. It's going to be a, I think he has a, a real shot at it and that's trying not to be biased. It's definitely going to be a good race. One of the, the funniest things that came out of the press conference, um, Rick Carlisle had to be in a FaceTime situation with Dennis Smith and that's how they had to interview him. They didn't get a face to face interview with him. So they had to FaceTime. Carlisle said, I had to go out and buy an iPhone. Which to me thought to me initially I was like, does Carlisle have a flip phone? Like is Car- is is Rick Carlisle like Carl Maloning right now and has like a flip phone and still still hasn't walked into the twenty first century? Because that's totally something that he would do. You know, is like have a flip phone. Yeah. But uh, he said he's an he's an Android guy or Samsung guy or something. He said, and uh, he had to buy an iPhone. So he's like, now I have these two phones. <laughs> He's like, now I don't know what to do with this other phone. Carlisle having two phones is uh He said one of them is just a private deal. private line for Dennis Smith. <laughs> Literally, he's all he used the, it the only one. I wonder how Carlisle <laughs> got the short end of the stick where he had to go get the phone instead of Cuban or or Donnie Nelson because they were both there too. That's true. I wonder about that. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe those weren't the people in the room because he said the phone was getting passed around, but I assume that the other two guys were there. Yeah, and it was <laughs> – that was definitely a funny. I forgot all about that moment. That I didn't was, even write oh, it that that got me. That was so funny. Carlisle, he's holding both of his hands like now. I have these two phones. <laughs> <laughs> two phones. I can't imagine uh, Carlisle with one phone, let alone two phones. <laughs> couple things like uh, no, doing eight, doing like Woj status with like going through both phones. Or if Rick has a Snapchat. Oh Lord, no. <laughs> ne- never. No. Uh, you know, what would Rick Carlos' com- bitmoji look like? Oh my god, <laughs> I can't even think about that. <laughs> Carl trying to operate bitmoji, Put, take putting little shirts on him. Can you imagine if <laughs> if no one way. of us a- asking him about that? Oh gosh, no, I'd, I'd be kicked out forever. <laughs> no, so a couple a couple things that gets brought up with Dennis Smith is you know the ACL. You know he tore his ACL in high school. Yeah, and. You know, and that was brought up a couple of times at the press conference, you know, how how that recovery, you know, had went. And is it does he feel anything from it? Is anything different or anything? And that's actually a story I'm working on right now. It should come out tomorrow, but just about some quotes and stuff from from that presser about it is, you know, it's a thing of the past. And not just something of the past that doesn't even affect anything now. He said it made it even better. Seriously. His his vertical after his tore, after he tore his ACL, his vertical went up eight inches. I mean, that's <laughs> that. I tweeted that out, and some people were like quote tweeting and saying, "This dude's full of crap." You know, yeah, I call BS, whatever. I'm like, hey, I don't. 
I'm not obviously not friends with it. I'm just saying what he said, but you know, he's like, Hey, he doesn't have any, you know, he said it never, you know, never swelled up last year at NC state, never had any problems out of it. So that's just, I know this is a bit, I don't want to throw in there. If anybody that's even remotely worried about that with him, you know, he completely shot all that down and you know, Dallas, you know, they would have checked into that before they took him too. So and I think Cuban asked him this. He's like, could I get that workout regimen? Because after after the eight-door ACL, vertical increased eight inches. And he was like, no. <laughs> so. you, you mentioned the Cuban thing. And this is one of the funniest, like, kind of low-key moments. And But it's almost kind of symbolic, too, is at the very beginning, you know, Sarah, Sarah the PR, you know, director here at uh, with Dallas and <laughs> – Anyway, she, you tweeted that photo of her holding the phone when we were interviewing yeah. and then skin retweeted it, quote tweeted it and said, looks like the Mavs drafted Sarah Melton. <laughs> so go, <laughs> go to Isaac's Twitter and find that picture. It looks really funny. It's like he drafted yeah, Sarah. <laughs> that and was great. Some, somebody's like looking at Sarah in a creepy way uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> in that picture. But anyway, so I don't forget where I was going with it. Oh, no, anyway, Cuban. So Sarah opens up the press conference saying, hey, thank you, everybody, for being here. She lets Rick talk. She said, I'm gonna, just going to hand it over to Rick. And Rick's talking, and Donnie's talking. You're still laughing over that. <laughs> was and, this person somebody that was supposed to do this podcast before us? I'm not going to talk about that. And, and then Cuban said something. Well, as soon as Cuban stopped talking, like Dennis hadn't talked yet. Yeah. Sarah said, okay, we're going to open up for questions. And, and Cuban looks at her and was like, what? We're not going to let him talk? It's the beginning of the Dennis Smith era. And it was that was just, great. It was just kind of like low-key thrown in there, but it's almost symbolic too of like, yeah, this is like a kind of a new chapter of a top 10 draft pick where everybody's super excited right now. And you should be. Like, it's okay to be so excited. I've seen a couple of negative, you know, Mavs fans, a couple of people, and they're always going to be out there. Like, okay, why are we acting like Dennis Smith's the next – Westbrook or next all this stuff yeah. freaking be excited man like it's yes. okay like don't just get pumped up about it watch some highlight clips of the guy throwing it down like the one that came out today of his like Ooh, buddy that of was his buddy like somebody posted it in the gym he did like what was it 360 between the, the legs, legs 360 oh my gosh his Where head was, was at the rim dude is like shorter than me and he's getting up there I was like I showed my wife I was like Barb look at this look at this this is gonna be in Dallas I always show my wife those crazy dunks, and she goes, I don't know how they're all different. Like, <laughs> She's like, I don't know what – she doesn't watch enough basketball to know like what amazing looks like. <laughs> do you have Do you have any other things to throw out there? I have a couple more before the number thing. Um, no, just that, that Cuban asked about the workout regime, and he said no, and that was kind of a funny moment. Um, it was kind of funny because he just – because Dennis – even like in Dennis's opening statement, they're like – after that happened with the Dennis Smith there, he just said the cliche of, well, I'm just happy to be here in Dallas, blah, 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 blah. And then that was it. And Cuban was like, hmm, okay. It was a super short and sweet. Oh, when he when they first walked in and sat down, uh, he, <laughs> Dennis Smith was wearing a three-piece suit. And it took him a little while to like get it unbuttoned. Like he was having trouble with it or something. And Cuban just looks at him and goes, and Cuban's wearing his his normal like t-shirt, bas- Dallas basketball t-shirt, and like I don't know, he's wearing shorts or whatever. But he just looks at Dennis and goes, three-piece suit in Texas. That's not gonna last very long." <laughs> I don't know. That was Cuban, Cuban, it was- man, he dre- he dresses up a lot, don't he? Seriously, him and Carlisle are the best at it. <laughs> no, just a couple more things I was gonna throw out there. He kind of threw some shade at NC State 
which I thought was hilarious. Oh, I totally forgot. But yes, yeah, yeah. Because you know I'm a Tario fan and I don't like NC State, so oh, it was this quote. It was super funny. If you have it up, go for it because I'm just gonna like kind of paraphrase it. No, I just but remember he, it too. Yeah, I mean, he just said, you know, Charks, Jonathan Charks asked him about defense because defense is kind of things get gets brought up with him. And he said, you know, I'm looking forward to learning how to actually play defense, how to play proper defense. He said, because I was never taught that. Like, that wasn't something that was taught. <laughs> he in said, we State. really like, didn't focus on defense a lot. That's not we were, really who we were. We were like, <laughs> what? You weren't taught deep? Like, you never, got, you guys never practiced defense? That's the thing that yeah. you need to do. There's there's two sides of the ball. Gosh, that was that was a good quote. The people at NC State are, like, cringing at that moment. They're like, Oh my gosh! Like it's the highest like drafted player they've had in a while, and they're probably like, "Oh my god, he just said that." The players on the team were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we 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 didn't like we didn't talk about defense last year. Like man, Junior's going ham on him. And he that was mention- he didn't it didn't really that that quote didn't really blow up very much, but that was that was like pretty damning, right? Like you think about yeah. like oh the knock that one of the biggest knocks on Dennis Smith was his effort on defense. Well, if you're not taught how to play defense, what like what effort are you putting into if your coach is never like requiring was- you to to put in that effort on defense and never asking that of you? That just doesn't even make sense. Like, and I guess it makes sense because their coach was fired. So, <laughs> so I guess if there's anybody to throw shots at and say, you know, we didn't get taught that it was your fired coach, but seriously. And it sort of throws light onto why Dennis Smith didn't, you know, show a lot of effort on that side of the ball. Like that it's, it doesn't necessarily qualify it. Like there was definitely times where he didn't show want or passion or you know drive on that side of the ball. But you know, if you think he was super inefficient, like ineffective on defense, then, you're probably feeling good pretty right now because yeah, they did and, not and the, they did not teach it at NC State apparently. And this is what you have we have to keep in mind. We give players a pass so much, or we we we're so hard on them sometimes. As far as this kid's 19, yeah. And I know some of you might be listening, saying, "Okay, well that's just a bad excuse to give you know to give Dennis Smith saying, okay, he didn't learn, so that gives him an excuse. Where has he learned it?" We see with all these top recruits that are coming out of high school, where are they playing? They're playing AAU ball. They're playing all this stuff. They're putting up like 50 a game. You know, like Seriously. they're putting up these – they have to score with their team. So teaching them defense is not something that they are really taught at a hardcore level, at the high school level. Level. He comes in as a you know 18-year-old to NC State, comes into that situation. So if he's not taught there, yeah, there there is – I mean, you just said it, and it's a good – explanation of if he's never been taught defense then it makes sense like it makes sense (laughs) from somebody like that especially one year one year out of you know he's 19 right now so he's gonna have a a learning curve you know really a cultural shock thing of coming in and saying hey this is a job now and i'm gonna have to really learn and he wants to learn that's the thing it's not that you know he hasn't he's chose not to it's he wants to learn how to play it so I give him the benefit of doubt with that for sure. And that, that was just a crazy quote. We were walking away talking about that and just thinking how did like, gosh, I wonder, I wonder who will be the first person to ask, you know, them that next year. Like, are you, well, I guess wherever Mark Godfrey goes, that's, that's going to be a thing that, you know, get, gets asked of him. Did you teach defense? Are you the, are you the Mike D'Antoni of the, <laughs> of, college. Of, of college? Any other quotes Nick- you have on that? Nick, do you like Whataburger? I am a fan of Whataburger. 
I don't okay. do fast food too much, but because yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. is not a fan of Whataburger. He's not. No, he said in that Facebook Live for the Mavs that somebody asked him about it, and he said he wasn't a fan of. It gave him. I think it made him sick. So. Well, that's good because he shouldn't be eating Whataburger. He needs a. He needs to dunk. Instead of <laughs> he needs to he dunk, needs, he needs to dunk not, basketballs instead of, of fries and, and honey butter chicken biscuits. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else besides my last question of the press conference. Uh, it oh was, yeah, right, right. It, it was the last question of the press conference, and I the was, best one, the best answer. <laughs> well, it was okay. Yeah, it got a good response out of him. But you know, we had seen going into going into the press conference, Dallas, the Mavericks Twitter kind of tweeted out that he, his jersey that he's going to wear number one. And we're like, okay, we're talking about it, you know, me trying and Earl, to, some of us. And- trying to figure out if that was like, you know, after the draft, sometimes they just gave everybody number one. You know, they just, they're just like, that's our number one draft pick, so we'll just give them one and then get the real number later. Like, if it was that or if it was actually, like, his actual number and what it ended up being. Yeah, so the last question, you know, I just I just said, hey, Dennis, you know, we're, we're about to see your jersey. Because they had their, his jersey over there. They hadn't brought it up yet. I said, I said, you know, we're about to see your jersey. What went into your number selection? I have and the whole kinda, quote if you want me to read it. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. So he said – so you asked him this, and he said – and his, his four is in his Twitter handle too. It's Dennis Four Smith. So that, this is like – he's worn this his whole life. He wore this in high school. He wore it you know, that year in college. He wore it at AAU. So he said, oh, man, I was doing the media circuit after my name had got called, and they was like, all right, it's time to pick a number. So, you know, of course, I wanted four, and I couldn't get that. You know, Michael Finley. And he points over at Michael Finley, who's standing – he's, like, standing next to the wall. He points to his right, and Michael Finley's right there. And he says, you know, he had did his thing while he was here. That's great for him. And everybody's just kind of laughing at that point because this is a pretty candid answer, and he hadn't really given a lot of candid answers. And Finn's uh, looking like a Secret Service agent over there. Seriously, <laughs> with his soul patch just sitting over there, like – protecting the wall over there uh so he says that and he says i couldn't get that and uh to me that's a fascinating statement that he said i couldn't get number four couldn't like could not get it they, he was not allowed to have it and so i wrote about this in mass fanatic that there have been a bunch of players since michael finley wore number four to wear number four for the mavericks these are the players sean williams karan butler Glenna Azabuki, who I can't pronounce his name, Darren Collison, Greg Smith, and Quincy AC. Quincy AC last year started the started the season with the Mavericks and was wearing number four. They've all worn number four since Michael Finley retired or like left the Mavericks. So sometime between last training camp and now, they've decided and and you kind of get it some because Finley has taken more of an active role over the past year or two in the front office. It's like almost they're grooming him to be a future GM something. So, I mean, he's, he's constantly, he's part of that crew now. And what he spoke thought, on draft night. He spoke yeah, at, at the press conference at draft night to us. It's a four person crew. Now it, it used to, people would joke about a three of Dirk Cuban and Donnie or no, a four. It's a five. Now it used to be <laughs> Dirk Cuban, Donnie and Rick. And people would joke about that. Like, okay, it's, it's five now. I mean, Finley is part of that. And Finley is right in the decision-making. He spoke on draft night. Like you said, like he is, He's in that crew now. And so so it's either that, either either since Quincy AC wore that number, they decided that they were going re- to retire Michael Finley's number, which is what we're assuming at this point. And uh, one a guy that, that – uh, somebody that works for Mavs.com even said and whispered to, to somebody in the front row, like, 
there he pointed up to the rafters like it's going up to the rafters like number four is going up to the rafters so there's 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 definitely a source that confirmed that that's what the talk is in the organization that they're going to retire his number so it's either it's either they decided between then or this has been the first player that is a threat to wear number four and be better or this, <laughs> as good as Michael Finley because you look at that you look at those names Sean Williams Cron Butler Hazabuki Darren Collison Greg Smith Quincy AC like none of those guys are getting close to Michael Finley because, hey get off my boy Q I like Q because no just because of their point in their career or because of the role that they're going to have on the team and so that did not threaten uh it's not going to threaten Michael Finley so he could be the first player to actually threaten Michael Finley, and you can't have two number fours in the rafters, right? <laughs> like once you decide to do that, you can't have both. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's I, either it's either of those things is their decision making. Yeah, I think it's just them deciding that hey, Finley's going to be in this organization for a while. Let's let's honor him with that. What, what was the rest of the quote? Yeah. So then after he says, you know, I couldn't get that number, he goes on to say. Uh, then I asked for 22, and they said no. And then Carlisle interjected and said, it's in the rafters, which is Rolando Blackman's <laughs> number, which I thought was great. And then uh, then he tried again and said, well, can I get five? <laughs> he said, they said no, which is J.J. Perez's number. He said, well, can I get three? No, because that's Nerland's Noel's number. <laughs> then, he, then, then he said, man, are y'all sure you got me for Dallas? Am I really the right guy? <laughs> 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 then he found out I could get one, so it worked out fine. Oh man, he so he went through five numbers before or four numbers before he could get number one. Which By is the great. time he finished that quote, the room was just dying. Oh, it's great. He was laughing. It was just a it was a fun moment. And then they came out with his jersey and took pictures and all that stuff. It was great. It was a great way to end it. So that was a good question by you. Um, fun. So other things, I think I think that's all we got for the the press conference. If you guys have other stuff, tweet us if we forgot something big. But that's just yeah, what. Well, yeah, I was just going to throw out there. He's not playing in Orlando. Oh, yeah. He's that not, did he's come not out. Gonna play in, not going to play in Orlando Summer League, which is kind of natural. I mean, Orlando's kind of like kind of the B squads <laughs> a little bit. I, feel, I mean, there's some big names I'll play in and stuff, but I know some people on Twitter. I, I tried to correct a, uh, this national reporter yesterday, but he had tweeted out that Dennis was go- part of this group that was going to play in Orlando. I was like, nah, bro, he's not. <laughs> uh, and then he asked me, like, what was your source? I'm like, Donnie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> straight from his press conference. I mean, like, it was at the press conference. Like, it's, I'm not even saying it's a source. It was just, like, you could watch the press conference. It's like common uh, knowledge. But, no, he's he's going to play in Vegas. So, uh, And I was saying, Dallas going to have a legit squad there. So we're going to have, you know, Yogi will probably be there. And we don't know about uh, about Dodo, but Nico will probably be there. Hammonds. We'll have a solid uh, Jonathan, solid crew. Jonathan Motley will probably play in both. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, this will be one of the first summer leagues. Probably we'll have people, a decent amount of people that will be on our final roster. Yeah, so. imagine us last year being excited about Justin Anderson playing in summer league, and then this year Dennis Smith Jr. playing in summer league. Like, yeah, and I, and I want to say this: Bobby Corrales Car- said this on Twitter, and I was like, man, this is so true. Back a year ago, or a year ago to this date, the most excited young players we were talking about was Justin Anderson and Dwight Powell. Seriously, that was the a, youth. A, that was the youth on the team. In a matter of a year, man. Like you can bash our front office all you want. And in AJ Hammonds, who's twenty four, that was our draft pick. Well yeah, like even going going into draft <laughs> night, that was yeah. before Hammonds. Like 
in a matter of a year, now you're looking at Harrison Barnes. You're looking at Nerlens. You're looking at Dennis Smith Jr. You're looking at Seth Curry. I mean, he's 26, but Seth. And then you're looking at the the undrafted guys like Yogi and Finney Smith. Like, how much of a, of a breath of fresh air is that? In a matter of a year. Like, those are I – mean, we're not saying that, hey, we're going to win not one, not two, not three. You know, we're not going, going down that route, but – how much better is that than what we look, what we were looking at a year a year ago to this day? They've serious this this organization. It it really felt over the last weekend that this organization has really turned a corner because you yeah. look at the way that they were going forever and you know since 2011 and even before that was you you sort of shuffle the deck like you, like we've talked about before they shuffle the deck and you try to you know just move pieces around around Dirk so that you can you know compete some more and then you start this this you know tear down and rebuild and it, it happened in a year like one year this roster has been totally retooled and the veteran the veterans have just you know the numbers have gone down and down and down like there was you know it was a whole roster of veterans and then there was just like five and now there's like it's like jj Devin, dirk uh west matthews and like that's it right like th- those are the veterans yeah. on the team and those are like the the longest standing you know players in the league and it's it's incredible how it seems to this rebuild seems to have already turned like we're already talking about competing, you know now and not that they're going to compete for even the eighth seed because you look at teams like Minnesota and and, and Portland that have both yeah. gotten better, but you know that this team is looking to back to you know winning which is insane that it took one year to do what it takes a lot of teams to do, a lot of years, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know absolutely, and so. It- all right, moving on from the press conference to uh, the Dirk, the, the Heroes game. I had never been. This is my first time I got to cover it, and it was a blast, man. If you have never been to the game, and I was one of these people that w- always wanted to go, wasn't ever able to, finally I was able to. It was awesome. Like It's just a great event, and coming from Cincinnati, there's nothing we ever had like that where it brings all the sports together and all the different fan bases together to you know kind of just celebrate each other and then also um, – you know, support a really good cause and raise a ton of money for charity and just have all these athletes together in one spot. And I wish, I wish there was a way to allow like Rangers players and even like the wings players to be there. And I wish there was more stars players there, but at least the Mavericks and Cowboys coming together, you know, and like really it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. It was awesome to see Dak there, Zeke Elliott, uh, Tyron Smith, seeing uh rico gathers man that dude is that dude could play <laughs> basketball <laughs> and yeah. he he did but man like he's the size of an nba player oh. yeah i mean it's it's such a fun event it's it's literally like my wife's i think my wife would go to that 20 times before she'd go to an actual she went to a lot of <laughs> she went to a lot of mavs games this past year uh we try to go together a decent amount but this this is like what she counts down to and she she doesn't like baseball at all but it's just it's such a fun event. Like I took my media yeah. hat off for that night. I didn't. I didn't. We covered it. We covered it at batting practice on Friday, but on Saturday I bought tickets for my wife and I. We went together, just sat, enjoyed it, had fun. Like it's just so much fun seeing all these guys that we root for on TV, and they they work so hard and all the stuff, and they're just having fun out there. Even, Seriously, like, even Carlisle. Carlisle can smile, guys. And Carlisle Zion. used a water balloon launcher. Let's just, let's well, you know, what's funny. He, he was, he was shooting, shooting these like slingshot water, water balloons. He shot one. And it's one of these slingshots where the, the, 
there's two people and they hold each end of a slingshot. Yeah. And I swear he shot one and he was like talking to the girls and moving their hands down and telling them like a different angle to hold their arm. <laughs> like only Carlisle, man. Only Carlisle's measuring angles. Coaching them. How to, how to do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was great. Yes, and then Des Bryant. was there. Yeah. And I just want to throw this out there. JaVel McGee, JaVel McGee had his had his softball game yeah. in Gold State. And it's kind of similar format as Dirk's. KD was there, a bunch of the Warriors and stuff. Zaza was at Dirk's. So. Zaza had the best quote of the day where he, he, he sort of showed up late. He showed up to the press conference a little bit late. And how they do the press conference, we have uh, – there's some video of that somewhere. It's not us, but – uh, they just have like a big long table. You have all the important guys sit down. So you have like your Andy Roddicks. You have your you know your Dirk. You have your Dirks uh, sit down at the table in front. Dak was sit on the table, and then everybody else stands behind. And so it's like Yogi and Dorian Finney-Smith, AJ Hammonds, and Jared Utah all standing in a row, and then just a bunch of guys. So it's there, there's two levels. And Zazo came in a little bit late and was on the very end. And, you know, Skin and uh, Ben and Skin were doing the, like, announcing and emceeing it sort of and just saying, like, you know, NBA, fresh off his NBA championship and hands the mic to Zaza and he goes, oh, I'm still hungover from, <laughs> I'm still hungover, so don't hold that against me in the baseball game. And I thought that was a great quote. And then uh, Skin later asked it asked Dirk, is there anybody that's going to be really good or anybody that's going to be really bad that you see? And he <laughs> Dirk took the mic and said, well, Zaza – He's going to be brutal in this game. And we we posted a video on our YouTube page. So go to, go to Mavs Fanatics YouTube and listen to Dirk say this, that Zaza is going to be brutal because he showed up with a glove on his right hand. And we said, Zaza, you're right-handed. <laughs> so he had to leave and go buy another glove. And a glove that I don't know where Zaza would find a glove that quick that, he, that would fit his hand. But he had to leave and go get a different glove to put on his left hand. It, that was great. That's he's in like academy walking around. Yeah, uh, that's exactly up. what I'm excuse thinking. He, he's at Dick's or at at academy. <laughs> he's just walking around like. I love when oh, he was man. batting, and Donnie Nelson had the mic, and he, Donnie was over there talking for Zaza, saying, "Zaza hit ball." Was that Z- Was that Donnie? That was I was Donnie. like, because because uh, Shippy from the Ben and Skin show was doing like the the like the PA announcing during the game. I thought that was him. I was like, what is he doing? That's so weird for him to do. That's so funny that it was Donnie. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. He's just said there was a Zaza hit ball. Zaza swing. Zaza not hit ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing, man. Donnie that was hilarious. It. Oh man, I have video of that, so I'll I'll see if I can find that and post that somewhere. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that was great. Dirk got a Dirk got a hit. He hit one into left field, and uh, he's Over the only his head. he's the only person I know that can turn a double like a guaranteed bona fide double into a single, <laughs> and like barely a single. And then you saw the Zeke Elliott tweet where he said that he runs like a giraffe. That was great. yeah, like a baby giraffe. It Which, was just funny. It was oh, fun. It's a all great. Around, it's a great, really great. Uh, and uh. <laughs> they did one one thing between innings where uh where yogi Farrell was in a red wagon and so one girl had to pull a little girl in a wagon and this other girl had to pull yogi in a wagon and she pulls him around first base and a couple of the players from his team come up and like start pushing to try to help and they just push him right off the wagon and he just takes this big spill <laughs> oh man that was great and then uh one of the announcers asked yogi when's the last time you were in a red wagon and he goes 
never, <laughs> never been in a red wagon before. Poor Yogi, man. Yogi is horrible. I mean, absolutely oh, horrible. And they bad. had like Devin was trying to coach him in between the yeah. innings. <laughs> Carlisle, Carlisle, it was so bad one time. Like Yogi would swing and he was like three feet away from the ball. And Carlisle like stopped him at mid at bat and went and told him like to choke up and was trying to tell him how to how to hit the ball. He actually did hit it, but it was just like super funny. Oh man. He tweeted afterwards, baseball is hard. <laughs> that was great. Oh, it's such a fun event just to see all those it guys is. and to if you don't go, definitely go at least once in your life. Make it make it a point to go up to Frisco and do it. This is the sixth time they said that Dirk has taking this and Mike Madonna used to host it. Yeah. yeah and, I, I, and I want to say this, I don't want to like, you know, shoot anything down, but Dirk, we asked Dirk, you know, we didn't, but somebody else did on Friday at batting practice uh, about keeping this up after he retires. And he was pretty open of saying he's, he's not. And that this was something he always wanted to do while he was still playing. And that maybe somebody, he joked, he said maybe Dennis could take it over. Uh, but no, you know, he said somebody, maybe somebody else could take it over. But you know, if you're one of these people saying, "Oh, I got next year, I got next year, I got next year," really go to it next year because you it don't might know. be might be the last it one. For it her. might be the last year because it does not look like, based off his comments, that he's going to keep it up when he retires. I could definitely see some this be something that Dak picks up because he he seemed like he had the most fun of anybody yesterday. Yeah, Dak or Barnes, I could see Barnes didn't even play though. Did they say why Barnes didn't play? I know he's been doing uh, NBA stuff over in like Spain and stuff. So I don't know if he maybe just got back. Um, he's like wearing day. jeans. <laughs> yeah, he just he just showed up for it. So as far as Mavs that wasn't there, you know, Nerlens was originally on the list, but he's oh, not. Yeah. And you don't really expect him to be on that list. He has free agency coming up, so you don't want. I mean, God forbid something happen to somebody, but in his case, you know, it could cost somebody millions of dollars. So you you understand that. Uh, I know Tyson played in it like two years ago, and that was like right after we got rid of him or we was entering free agency or something. <laughs> but that's just who Tyson Chandler is. He's an awesome yeah. dude. But but like J.J. and Wes, they didn't play in it. It's the only two I could think of off the top of my head. J.J.'s probably down in Yeah, Sala, Sala was there. Finney Smith was there. Yogi was there. Uh, DeAndre Liggins, like we said, was originally on the roster, and he did not show up, which is understandable. Dwight Powell, uh, Dwight was, Powell there. was there. Devin yeah. was there. Uh, I just want to say Brian Utah Cardinal. was there. Brian, Brian Cardinal. Car- Brian Cardinal Brian was Cardinal great. hit the ball over A.J. Hammonds' head. A.J. Hammonds like, was there. I'm pretty sure I'd rather have Brian Cardinal on the actual roster right now. But <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of symbolized everything in one play. Oh, but uh, it was nah, great. that's mean. And then the uh, the final run, Dak Dak ran around the bases. We have the highlights on Mavs Fanatic YouTube, so go check that out. It's awesome just to see him run around. And then there was a play at the plate. Do you remember who was sliding? Brian. Who was sliding? Brian into, Cardinal. Brian Cardinal was sliding into home. Who was the catcher? I, 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 Danny. Danny Bollinger was the catcher. Yeah, it was Danny. Danny Bollinger. Who like when they announced the names at the beginning, they said and Danny Bollinger, and no one had any idea who he is. He works for Mavs. He works for the Mavericks. Uh, he does yeah, like photography. like photography and stuff for them, but uh, he was the catcher, and so Brian Cardinal comes sliding into home, and Danny Bollinger kind of like he has the he has the ball in his glove, and he just reaches out and gets. It seems to it seems like he gets the side of him, but then it looks like he misses him, and so they did the replay a couple times on the video board, and the umps aren't going to go back and like replay it, and so they they, they were going to call him out, and uh, 
Then Dirk came up and was like, no, we're replaying this. Like, look up at the board. It's right there. He's like, he's like look at the board. It's right behind you. And so they look at it and they still call them out. We were like, no, <laughs> he was, he was pretty safe. Like he was really safe, but that was great. And the bench is cleared. And there's a, there's a clip of it at the end of our highlight video with Donnie Nelson, just like jumping around the pile. Like, yeah, really crazily. Like he had so much fun. It was awesome. Yeah. He's number 11, by the way, if you look at that video and can't tell. The biggest thing from this, from these events is you get to see, uh, see these guys outside of their normal setting. Yeah. You know, we see them in practice. We see them at games. They're on the job. And they're, you know, a lot of them are so in are the we. zone. <laughs> yeah, and they're in the zone and they're, you know, their thing. That's what they're getting paid millions of dollars to do. So to see them in an event like this where there's nothing on the line, from players to even coaches like Carlisle and Donnie and stuff, it's just a it's a fun I don't know it's a fun side to see as as a fan sometimes too. And Andy Roddick was the MVP. Yeah. And Andy Roddick said he invited himself to the event, which I thought was hilarious too. He's full of crap. I mean, he's, I mean, he's <laughs> arguably he's arguably the biggest athlete there. I mean, no, Dak Prescott's way bigger than Andy Roddick. You think Dak's bigger than Zeke? Probably he's a quarterback, man. Like quarterback. We're not. Is... We're not going to debate football in this podcast. No, That's bigger. Weird. Bigger, like is in like uh, popularity. More famous, and yeah, like he's he's an yeah, NFL. He's it. the quarterback for the Cowboys that took over for Romo. Like he was talked about on more shows, like more talking think, head shows uh, than. I think I would vote Zeke. Either way, I, think I mean Roddick... Dirk's the most famous of all of them, obviously. But yeah, I think Roddick might be known more worldwide though. Then the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to tell me in Australia they know more about Dak than Roddick? There's a bunch of people from Australia that listen to this show. I see the numbers. So tweet us. We do have random, like so many people <laughs> listen to this outside of the country. I'm like, shout out to all you Mavs fans that in live Germany, a lot, of- a lot of people from Germany. So if you're from Australia, tweet us if you think Andy Roddick is more famous than Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott in Australia. Just So just tweet us, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac <laughs> Harris NBA. Tweet us because we want to know. Awesome. We want to know. We will read all the tweets that we get from Australian people on the podcast. I might tweet this out. Who's more popular worldwide, Andy Roddick or Dak Prescott? I have no handle on tennis, but I just really feel strongly that the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is more famous than <laughs> Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick. You know he's married to Brooklyn Decker, I think. She's a an attractive actress. She's Whoa. pretty popular. I always thought Brooklyn Decker was married to uh, Eric Decker, but she's he's married to another Brooklyn. Isn't that weird? No, no he's, mar- he's married to Jesse James. Oh. That's, I only know this because my wife's kind of like the Curry. My wife loves the Currys. She loves the Deckers even more because she's a <laughs> – Jesse James Decker is a country singer, and, she, and they have like their own TV show, and she of course oh, really? she thinks Deck, Eric Decker's like cute and all that stuff. So, so. All right, well – that was the Dirk Heroes game. It was awesome. It was a ton of fun. Dirk's team won. Roddick was the MVP. Now we got move on. Let's finish it off. Sodom Shame. <sighs> They're still coming in. Sodom Shames are still coming in strong because free agency is upon us. And the Sodom Shame, if you guys don't know, this is just the worst, <laughs> the worst proposals, free agency proposals, trade proposals. It used to be draft picks, but that's kind of ended now. The worst plans, basically, that you see from anybody that posts on posts on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, you know, Twitter, anywhere. If you guys see it, screenshot it to us, send it to us uh, at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA, or just post it on our Facebook. You know, Madison Addict is Smoking Cuban have a Facebook? Yeah, we do. I, I do a horrible job at running Facebook. I don't like Facebook anyway. 
So just send it to us any way that you can. And uh, here's mine. All right. So this guy, Tyler, this guy, this guy, Tyler on Facebook says, this is what he wants the roster to look like. And he gives a starting lineup and a bench with a little bit of depth to it as well. His point guard is, is Dennis Smith Jr., which is great. Shooting guard, Wesley Matthews. Um, he says Wesley. I'm assuming Matthews. Small forward, Harrison Barnes. The power forward, okay, so center is Nerlens Noel. And then the power forward is fascinating to me. He says that the Mavericks should <laughs> go out and sign via free agency either Dwayne Dedman or Taj Gibson and start them instead of Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> what? Where is Tyler going with this? Because I just see that as a, an abomination. Especially Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman has no point playing the four in the NBA. No. There is no way he should be playing the four. And then he moves on to the bench. Point guards, Yogi and JJ. That's fine. Shooting guards, Seth and uh, Devin Harris. That's fine. Small forward, he says, should be the on the bench should be Dorian Finney-Smith, which is fine. And Luke Babbitt. What? what is like people are obsessed no. with Luke Babbitt for some I'm reason. I'm more upset about that than I am Deadman and Taj. <laughs> Luke Babbitt on the bench there. There's no scenario in which I want Luke Babbitt on my team. No. Then the power forwards on the bench is Dirk. Then he says Motley. And then Trade Powell. It just says Dirk Motley <laughs> Trade Powell. That's what it says. So <laughs> apparently you're trading Powell for Luke Babbitt. Apparently that's the that's the plan right there. And then centers, he says Measury. And again, Motley. <laughs> it says measure, measure again, Motley. And this is his rationale. I think we get a decent power forward or center in free agency besides Noel, as you can see in the starting lineup. I also think we trade Powell for a second rounder or take on a bigger contract with at least a decent player instead of one that sits on the bench like Powell. The Mavs will be around 500 team. What do you guys think? You have better idea. Do you have better ideas of the roster? Yes, I have lots of better ideas than Dwayne Dedman and Taj Gibson and that team being a 500 team. I just don't see that that happening at all. So there you go, Tyler. Sodom shame. The day that Dwayne Dedman starts at the four over Dirk and Harrison Barnes. Like if for some reason Dirk did not start at the four, it's because Harrison Barnes is starting at the four. Yeah. But Dwayne Dedman. Or they sign like Paul Millsap. I don't know. Like if that would in some universe or some timeline would ever happen that you know all right so so my son on shame since we're not doing names anymore just you can do first but well i'm just gonna call this guy willie okay so willie likes to say he comments and he's like hey this is this is dallas mavericks 2017-18 roster colon we got dennis smith jr yogi and bray at point solid uh, for the most part, he he lists what the Mavericks roster is going to look like. West, Seth, and Devin, Barnes, Finney, Smith, Brusino, Dirk, Powell, Noel, Mentry. Like, pretty solid. That is that is what it's going to be. So Then he comes in. He's like, hey, you know, if I'm the GM, this is his two, This is his roster moves at the bottom. He said, and sign two free agent players <laughs> for the final 14th and 15th spot. So just your final two spots. You know, not – not a you know maybe D league call up nah a summer league standout nah yeah last year this just, was Brusino and this was AJ Hammonds so just yeah, for just yeah. for reference like this is the two spots that he's talking about so just hey your final two spots of the roster some people maybe might not even play you know those final spots I like Ryan Anderson Drew Holiday wow final <laughs> two spots those are his final two spots two spots he says or trade Wes 
for a good shooting guard like Andre Roberson and or Reggie Jackson. <laughs> and then he says he has to add this in it just for my own opinion. You got that right. Yeah, that, that is, is your, your <laughs> First of all, Ryan Anderson and Holiday, let's hope to God that they're not going to be just two final roster spots setting on the bench because that's kind of what Dwight Powell is now, making $9 million to fill up water bottles. Seriously. And then let's trade West for a good shooting guard. Do you say Robertson or Roberson? Robertson. Okay. However you want to say that, he's not better than West. So No, and won't, West, and won't ever be. I wonder if he's gonna get how much he's gonna get paid this summer. I do wonder that on the restricted market. That's gonna market. be fascinating. But <laughs> the fact that he says let's trade West for a good shooting guard like him, and then Reggie Jackson. Sorry, man, Willie, but Reggie Jackson's not a shooting guard. No. He's a point guard, and I really don't want to see him playing shooting guard. Calling calling what position Andre Roberson plays a shooting guard is is a disgrace to all shooting guards. That just he should never be called a shooting guard ever. You just, that just it gives you know that just insults the entire position because the guy can't shoot. And I know he has ties to Dallas and you know stuff like that, but no, not even close. Sottenham Shames of the week. If you guys see them anywhere, tweet it to us or use the hashtag Sottenham Shame on Twitter. And uh, we only use Sottenham because he would be ashamed of all these ideas, and it's an alliteration. So. Tweet it to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much for joining us on Lockdown Maps. This has been awesome. Another long podcast for you. You guys are always asking for longer podcasts. There's just so much that happened over the weekend. And we didn't even get to all of it. Like, we briefly talked about the news. And we will get to all that tomorrow. So, check back in with us tomorrow. Follow us at Lockdown Maps, And you'll get every single podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. And again, if you guys have Dennis Smith Jr. nickname ideas, Comment on iTunes. Give us five stars. The best ones and all of them we will read on the Lockdown Mavs at a a later date. So go ahead and send those in. Thanks so much, guys. Peace out. Boom. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17